You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson with NRM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah at gmail.com. And, of course, I will answer as many as I can. Uh, you know, people like to say, uh, look what the wind blew in. You should see what it's like out there. It's cooling down a little bit, but the wind has been fantastic. And it doesn't help that I try to teach my wife if the garbage bags go on the bottom of the garbage can and the cardboard boxes go on top, there's a little weight on the bottom instead of the opposite. And therefore, my garbage cans, at least when I left the house this morning, had to be re-set uh, up. But that has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about this week. This week, we, we have what's normally what's called a double Torah portion. It's a single Torah portion. The next two weeks really are all about what we'd say in English is leprosy. Very, very debatable amongst the different rabbis when the Torah talks about leprosy. Is it what we call leprosy, a physical um, disease, if you like? Is it completely spiritual? Is it spiritual that will end up manifesting itself as physical? All good questions, but not what I wanted to talk about. I saw some really interesting questions. I think just the, the idea, the concept that we need to get into and talk about in our time here in this show. So let's take it slow. First is a question that I wonder if people think about. So we understand if a person slanders, if a person talks not nicely about other people, um, there's different types of slander, whether it's the truth, whether it's not the truth, where he meant to hurt someone, where he didn't mean to hurt someone, where, where he's trying to climb over somebody or just talks, whatever it is, all these different levels of slander, what in Hebrew we call Lashon Hara or Lashon Hara, um, that's this punishment of leprosy. Tzara'as will cover a person again, not nowadays, because nowadays we don't have the sacrifices to bring to fix it. We don't have the priests that know um, how to deal with it. So therefore, it's gone. It's disappeared. God's taken it away, um, not to be returned, at least in the it, today, at least. The Messiah will come. We'll see what happens. So the whole Torah portion this week is discussing um, identifying what is this leprosy, what is this tzaras, and how we go about it, and putting the person in a room alone. We'll get into all these details, if it gets on clothes, on houses. Um, that's the main focus. The focus is how the, we identify what is this leprosy, what is this tzaras, and then we go through the purification process, which is more in next week's Torah portion, uh, but no mention at all in the Torah of what you did wrong. Yes, it's in the oral in the oral uh, law and the Talmud. It talks about different sins that would create in a person this malady, this leprosy. It's true. 
It's all in the oral law. But you would think that somewhere, something should be hinted to. We have, we have verse after verse and, and different colors and different places in the person's body, on the head or on the body or all over the body, all these different descriptions and so many verses helping me identify this tzaras, but zero, not a zilch, nothing tells me why it's happening to a person. I mean, especially if it's physical, this is almost a death penalty. And even if it's spiritual, the person's going out, it's, uh, it's uh, what do you call it? Uh, when a person in jail is, is like locked away in his own cell, solitary confinement, thank you very much. So it's a solitary confinement. This is a real major punishment. You know, throughout the Torah, yeah, you murder somebody, this death penalty. Yeah, marry a lady you're not allowed to marry, this, this, this penalty. You eat something you're not allowed to eat, this is the penalty. This, there's all sacrifices, lashes, uh, all different kinds of stuff where the Torah tells me, this is what you did wrong, this is the punishment. Here, we're, we're spending all this time on the punishment and you didn't even tell me what I did wrong. That's question number one. Okay, let's leave that to the side. Question number two, interesting enough, the Torah refers to the person who receives this tzaras as Adam, a man. A man who gets this tzaras. Very funny word. Uh, and we almost never use the word Adam. There's a few places that we do use it. But Adam, right, that was the name of the first man. But So we do use it on occasion. But normally, just say, like a pronoun, if someone would receive. Why are we using this word Adam? And furthermore, to take it a step further, um, you can imagine that this word Adam is generally a, a higher level type of name. And we're talking about this leprosy as a punishment. This is a major punishment. It's a very big punishment. And um, I actually was just studying yesterday. It happens to be, of course, nothing happens to be, but I happened to be studying in the Tractate Erechen, and there's a whole page of how horrible a person is who speaks slander, speaks this lush and horror. So if he's such a rotten guy, and he's so bad, and the punishment is so great, we should never refer to him as an Adam. You could be a wicked man, you could say something else, but, but to use such a word seems to be um, unusual. So again, just because I, I very much want us to focus, because then the answer will become that much more beautiful. So we have three difficulties that I am, uh, it's churning around in my brain. Three things. Number one, the Torah never mentions why what I did wrong to deserve the punishment of leprosy. Why not? Number two is, two and three are almost the same, but the Torah uses such a beautiful word to describe the person who has this leprosy seems to be off. It would make much more sense to either call him a wicked guy, this sinner, this wicked man, and instead the Torah uses such a nice phrase, this Adam, this man who got leprosy. Like I'm walking down the street, this man who got leprosy. Like, what exactly is going on? What exactly gives? That, these are the questions that I want us to, um, to think about. So if this and Albert says like this, he says, very interesting. He says, 
at the end of the day, what's going to happen? So this person gets this leprosy. He sees this mark on his body. And again, we haven't delved into what exactly the mark looks like. Again, it's not so important for us. We don't really have it nowadays. But a person has something on his forehead, on his cheek, on his wrist, on his back, on his leg, wherever it is, on his nose, right? Wherever it is. And maybe he went to the doctor. Maybe he didn't go to the doctor. And he realizes that he has this thing that, hmm, just might be Saras. That's bad. And he knows from the Torah that you don't go to the doctor. The doctor cannot help you, especially for most of the rabbis learn it is a spiritual disease. So I imagine it was pretty clear that when the person got it, it wasn't physical. It's not like he could he could like wash it off or something or could scrape it off. Uh, however, it manifested itself on a person. It was clear that it was a spiritual disease. So a doctor can't help you, right? You're not getting hydrocortisone for this stuff. So instead, what would the person do? He says, well, I got to go to the rabbi. In those days, the rabbi was the priest because the priest, those were the ones that worked in the temple. Those were the ones who were basically supported by the Jewish people at large. They would get the tithes and the, and the truma, what's called meiser, and the 10%. And so they were supported because the idea was they worked in the temple and um, they studied Torah all day long. Right, you work in the temple a couple weeks a year. The rest of the time, you're either home or in Jerusalem. You're busy studying. So you are the rabbis. You are the ones that are supposed to know all the information. So if a person has a spiritual issue, you don't hide. You go to the kohen. You go to the priest and say, "I think I got this tzaras." And it is. It's of course it's true. The kohen will look at it and I'll say, "Well, you know, it's uh, it's possible. It's possible. We're gonna have to lock you up for a week to see what happens. Not in jail." But in a room, right, we're going to put you alone, and uh, we have to see if uh, other things happen to it, if it spreads, if it shrinks, uh, that's it. But they didn't just lock the person up in a room. What would be the point of that? That's like um, what I tell my children in class all the time. If I don't tell you what you need to do to fix the problem, if you're calling out, and I don't say, please be quiet, right, so then you don't know what to do. I must give you the tools to correct what you've done wrong. If the Kohen, when the person comes to the Kohen, this is not just a game that, okay, I see you have Tsaras, I'm going to lock you up now, and let's see what's next in the process. The whole idea of the person being locked away for a week is so he can sit and contemplate, what did I do wrong? It's terrible that I did something wrong. I've hurt people by doing something wrong. I've hurt myself by doing something wrong. Perhaps I've hurt my family by doing something wrong. I got God angry at me because I did something wrong. Whatever it is exactly that I need to figure out what I did wrong, right? So let's figure out I did something wrong. I need to correct what I did. I need to ask this person forgiveness. I need to be careful how I speak. I need to think before I act, right? All the things that we tell children when they do something wrong. And the idea is I'm supposed to help the child or help the adult sometimes learn that this is not proper behavior. This is proper behavior. This is what you should do. And no one expects anyone to get it right the first time. Of course, it's going to take time to correct what the person has done wrong. So so the Kohen's job is not just to look at this person who slandered, 
his job is to go ahead and say, you know, you got this tzaras. Um, is it possible that you're not careful how you speak about people? No, no, I'm a great guy. I speak nice about everybody. You're sure? Because God doesn't usually send this on a person um, unless he did, you know, A, B, C, or whatever. So let's see if we can figure out what you did wrong. Now, if the person does not want to admit to doing something wrong, no problem. So the coin locks him up for a week. He tries to talk to him. The person doesn't want to listen. No problem. Saras will stay. Maybe he's locked up another week. Maybe it becomes full-fledged Saras, in which case he says, sorry, you are what's classified as a mitzorah, and you need to go outside of the city. You can't hang out with people. You can't go home to your family. You can't talk to people. Someone will get you food, and you have to be out by your lonesome. Why? Why? What I do wrong? Okay, look, as soon as you're ready to have an honest conversation that we can help you, I, the Kohen, know what God wants. He taught me, and I sit and study all day long, so I know from learning his Torah what you've done wrong and how you can correct that when you're ready to correct it, you're ready to repent, you're ready to, to uh, apologize, all the things you need to do to show remorse, then I'll talk to you and I'll help you. And at that point, God will take care of the problem. And then you can rejoin society. Like if you think about it, it's like the perfect um, rehabilitation. As we send people to jail, because first of all, we need them off the street. But really, really, we, we would love people to be rehabilitated in jail, which is sort of like silly, because who, who are they hanging out with in jail that they should rehabilitate? Are they hanging out with good people to teach them good things? Are they hanging out with other criminals who will teach them other criminal things? So jail, even though on one hand it serves a purpose because it gets these people off the street so it protects us, it's very nice, but that's not going to rehabilitate them. That's like ridiculous, unless somehow the punishment would be enough that they don't want to go back. I'm not so sure. But here we have the perfect system to rehabilitate. The person's got to be by himself. He's got to be sent outside alone. He's not going to want to be alone. He's going to want to be with people. And we're going to teach him, the Kohen will teach him how a person has to behave and act amongst people. He obviously does not know proper behavior. So therefore, this person will rehabilitate. So fine. So whatever, however long it takes, whether the person gets the message right away, whether the person gets the message a week later, Two weeks later, two months later, two years later, whenever the person gets the message, he'll he'll get the point. So now this and Albert explains like this to answer our questions. What was our question? Our, our main question again, well, two questions, right? The main question was why is the Torah never mentioned what he did wrong? It only mentions the the uh, the process of saying you have this tsaras and and that he's going to the coin to take care of it. And the second problem we said is, why are you referring to this sinner as a man, as an Adam? So this and Albert says, here's the deal. The greatness of man, you got to love this phrase. The greatness of man is not by the plague, not what happened to him, but man's ability to learn from his mistakes. That's what makes us great. Everyone makes mistakes. People fall, we trip, we say things wrong, we do things wrong, we, we make mistakes, right? We are not perfect. If we'd be perfect, there would be no point or purpose to having us around, 
and who likes to hang out with perfect people? Anyways, right? What makes man great is our ability to learn from our mistakes. And that is exactly what this entire Torah portion is trying to teach me. I have to get rid of my ego. I have to go to someone for guidance. And that is what the Torah expects from me. The Torah doesn't expect me to know all the answers. The Torah expects me that when I have a problem, I have an address. You go to the Kohen, right? So all these things in this Torah portion, he gets this mark here, this mark here, this discoloration over here, this hair falling out over here, whatever it is. What is the first thing a Jewish person is supposed to do when it looks like he stumbled spiritually or he's afraid that he is stumbling spiritually? You go to the person who can help you. You go to the priest, you go to the Kohen, and you tell him, this is what I'm doing. I, feel, I think I'm doing something wrong, or you tell me if I'm doing something wrong. How do I correct it? What should I be doing? That is what the Torah expects. So therefore, the whole point of the Torah point is, yes, of course, slander is terrible, and we don't want somebody to slander. And he's going to be punished severely because he talks negatively about people. Of course that's true. But that's not the point. The point is, how do we correct our mistakes? We correct our mistakes when we go ahead and we go to the priest and the priest says, okay, this is what you're doing wrong. This is how you fix it. That is what the Torah portion is all about. So it was interesting. A boy in my class asked me this week. He says, it, the rule is you, you do not officially, I was going to say legally, you don't have this malady. You don't have the rules and regulations of a mitzvah, a person who's considered to have tzara'as, to have leprosy, um, unless the Kohen proclaims you have leprosy. For example, let's say a person happens to be well-skilled, well-learned, and he happens to know that on his wrist is real leprosy. He knows, has all the signs, knows the colors, he's an expert. He doesn't have leprosy yet. He does not have any of the rules or regulations. For example, he has to be alone outside the camp, he has to like wear a bandana, um, he has to tear his clothes. He can't take a haircut. He has none of those rules. Not only that, if he were go, to, if he were to go to the temple, and find the kohen, and it happens to be a day before the holidays, the kohen says, "You know, uh, come back after the holidays. I'm very, very busy because we don't want him to suffer during the holiday." Or a guy's getting married, so we don't want him to suffer before he gets married. So they say, "You know what?" Come back to me um, next week after the after you've been married. You have the week of parties. Then come back to me. So yes, but if I, I I have the leprosy and it's just I don't know. Well, then who cares? It's holiday, not holiday. Getting married, not getting married. All completely irrelevant. The Torah's rule is that it's it the it's not it's not going to a doctor where a person needs to know does he have strep or not strep. So it's not that the doctor makes it strep. The doctor tells me, I took a throat culture, now I know it's strep. And as you didn't know, and now we took a throat culture, so now we officially know. But I didn't need the doctor to proclaim that it is strep, and otherwise the medicine won't work, right? That should be obvious. So, so the, so, but when it comes to this tsaras, it's only tsaras. It only qualifies. It only has all the rules and regulations if the Kohen actually says this is tsaras. Fine. So boy asked me in class, can a Kohen check himself? And I was, if what I need to know that it is tsaras 
is you need the proclamation of a priest, of a Kohen, to say, this is Tzaras, can a Kohen do it to himself? So the answer happens to be he cannot. The answer happens to be you cannot um, proclaim on your own personal Tzaras. But happened to a band, I had seen an interesting um, medrash. Medrash says like this. There was a Kohen who lived in the land of Israel, very poor. And he told his wife, he says, you know, I'm not making it. We don't have enough money. I'm going to leave the land of Israel. I'm going to go away for six months. I'm going to make some money, and I'm going to come back. But the truth is, I'm an expert at, uh, at recognizing Tzara'as. So you as my wife, you will be my messenger. This way you'll make a few pennies. And I'm going to teach you all the rules and regulations and all the colors and the hairs and the stuff. And therefore, people can come to you. You'll act as my messenger. And at least you make the same few pennies that I was making uh, um, telling people if they had saras. So as he's teaching her the laws, so um, he tells her, you know, each hair... Right, the hair and the person. So each hair is supported or nurtured by its own follicle. If the hair withers, right, whatever it means, the hair is drying up. Um, that means the source has dried up. So the wife says to her husband, "I don't understand you. You're telling me that God has to sustain every individual hair on a person, and each hair." has its own sustenance. A hair, a lousy hair, which I don't have too many of, right? So uh, if God can sustain every hair on a person's body, except in this case with a tzaras, where, uh, where things are drying up, so God can't sustain you here? The only way you can get support is to run away to another country for six months. So it says, so the man said, you're right, wife, he stayed home. So the question is, why didn't the guy know this on his own? Why couldn't he know this on his own? He, he needed his wife. He taught his wife the lesson of the hair follicles, and his wife had to help him put two and two together. So why? So I believe with answers, he says, a person can know the truth but still neglect it. That's human nature, right? In other words, the, the lesson that I'm supposed to be taught is not always integrated into who and what I am, right? Which comes out, by the way, very important, right? How can a how can a a, a mentor, right, a coin help others, and he can't even help himself, right? So so first of all, okay, so that's it. Comes so in, in the whole circle here, the coin cannot look at his own uh, saras because a lot of times we don't see our own problems. We are incapable of seeing our own problems, even though we can perhaps help others, but not always can we help ourselves, which means something quite fascinating, that there are two types of conduits. There are two types of people who can help others. There's one who's a pipe. Right? The water goes from one end of the pipe to the other end of the pipe. Right? He got the, the lesson from what God taught, and he gives the lesson over to somebody else. He's not, the water is flowing right through the pipe. But imagine a metal pipe, a PVC pipe, right? The water is going through. That water does not leave one drop, does not leave any effect on the pipe itself. Then there's another kind of conduit. There's another kind of conduit, and that is a sponge, right? A sponge 
absorbs all the liquid. And then if we want to get that liquid out, right, we got to squeeze, and you can't get all the liquid out, right? You got to squeeze, 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 but a lot of that liquid stays in, right? So when we want a Kohen, when we want a teacher, we don't want a teacher who is a pipe. That all he is, he's taking information from one location, he's, trans, he's transmitting, he is letting that information travel through him like a pipe. Very nice. I got the, he got the information, he passed on the information. But that information didn't make a change in the teacher. We want a teacher who has the information is inside of him like a sponge. And then the only way we can get that information out of that teacher is by squeezing it out because that is real and the music is playing and of course I hope you enjoyed it short and sweet of course I have to thank all our wonderful sponsors listeners you know I can't do it without you thank you to the production team we have David Sisko and Andy in the back I hope I've left you with some food for thought until next time I am Rabbi T. Jacobson you've been listening to Let's Talk Torah on NRM Streamcast until next time don't forget to think about it